Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Uh, we're coming to you with an audio-only version today because uh, Alex Jones got snowed in. Yes, weather affected me badly. Mm. I apologise, everyone. <laughs> Pathetic. Jamie, were, were you snowed in? No, I wasn't. I own a snowplow because uh, <laughs> I'm prepared for wow. these kind of situations. Ja- Jamie's got a Mr. Plow jacket, I bet. Big time. <laughs> Mr. Plow. No, I was right, ready well, and willing, but there we go. Well, look, guys, I mean, it's inevitable, right? Like, sometimes shit happens, and we just got to roll with the punches. But uh, I think the next time this happens, we'll probably have, like, webcams. All of us have webcams. So we'll yeah. we'll figure something better out. Yes. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are a gaming podcast, if you didn't know. Uh, and we are available on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those good ones. Some others that I'm probably not going to mention. So what, not, what do we say? Ones. The podcast, like, pod, podcast platform of your choice. Is that what people say? Ooh, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but if you're listening on iTunes, give us five stars, scumbags. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to follow us, <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on social media, hit us up at all at Super Show Pod, uh, which is Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you know, just just get in touch. Just say hi. You nearly set uh, up then, didn't you? I did. I almost said all-time gaming. <laughs> you did nearly well, say all-time gaming. We had, we had five years of that. I think it's forgivable. I do too. It's I a, do too. It's a, hey, listen. Uh, all-time gaming was part of our DNA because our DNA is all-time gaming. It's so, true. Yeah. Very true. Mm. Can't can't, can't sh- shug off those X and Ys, can I? <laughs> anyway, um, this uh, podcast is brought to us by patrons. That's right. We are. Oh. Uh, do you not really monetize this? Uh, in this listening to uh, podcasting platforms, we're doing a uh, monetization trial. But yes, there are kings among men, men and women and queens and stuff. Uh, but big shout outs to Angus McChilly, Brett Zerbrig, Terry Spence, Tristan Harris, and the big man himself, Skylar Music. They are helping to make this podcast a reality. So thank you all. Absolute legends. They are helping us sit in our bedrooms, in our pants, I presume you guys are as well, <laughs> recording um, this over the actually, are, you no. your, are you in your underwear? I thought that was one of the benefits of staying at home. I'm naked. <laughs> I, I reckon that Jamie's probably still in bed. <laughs> no. I woke up super early and I got I had a shower and I was dressed and I was so ready to go. And I Is look that at your my weekly phone, shower, yeah? I, well, bi-weekly. Uh, let's okay. let's be reasonable here. And then and I, I ruined my phone. it. Yeah, and Josie ruined it. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's a uh, three millimeters of snow in Stevenage. The train <laughs> might stop. The train might stop every time. Well, that's good because otherwise he just would have doxed you. So anyway, yeah. Everyone uh, go to Stevenage and start looking for Josie. Yeah, go to Stevenage. Anyway, that's that's good, guys. Yeah. Let's get this podcast rolling. What All have right. you been up to? Well, you guys know what I've been up to because the only game <laughs> I've done has been with you boys. Oh, this is going to be so yes. embarrassing. Playing well, it's not embarrassing. Sea of Thieves. Hell yeah. We all got on that Sea of Thieves jaunt uh, with, with good old Steph Murphy, the, the original mayo sandwich. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We got four of us playing on a galleon, which was pretty wicked. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I had only played about an hour before I had played with you guys, so I was very fresh and new. Uh, and that game... It's uh, hmm. Has its, its charms? empty, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it, it's 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 a weirdly charming game. We, I mean, we had a bit a bit of a bust on. We kept trying to take out one specific other boat, didn't we? And they kept <laughs> sailing away from us. They just wouldn't commit. And then I think <laughs> that um, was the best though, because we were, I was in the crow's nest and I was looking at these guys. I was like, they're definitely sailing away. And then Jones is going, no, 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 they're coming right for us. And then five seconds later, Jonesy would say, no, 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 they're leaving. No, 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 no they're coming for us. They're definitely coming for us. But then I think the it's we, fair to we, say, yeah, we have a good time playing that game, but we're not the best pirates. 
we're not the best. Mm. But um, <laughs> this is the this is one of the things with games like that, isn't it? Is that you? It's a game that you make your own game with. Like you play in a way that you want to play. You do what you want to do. And so sometimes it's brilliant because you get to fight other people and you're plundering and all that good stuff. But then sometimes it's kind of dry and, you know, there's not many other people to fight and it just gets a little bit. mm. Yeah. I I also kind of feel that like I I get what they're going with the whole kind of immersion thing where, oh, you know, you've got to go to the map and you've got to to hoist the sails and all that. And that's all cool. But there are some definitely some quality of life things that are missing. So um, just markers to say where my teammates are, unless I'm like if I'm not looking directly at them. <laughs> yeah, yes. It, like we lost Jamie in a boat, I think. Well, no, was, yeah. it, was it Steph? And, um, and no, we did. It's Jamie, and then it, it was, was like, me, yeah. Jamie, where are you? And we basically had to try and figure out where he was by him going to an island and then going, okay, here I am. And then I was rowing for about it. fifteen minutes. My arms were jacked up, full of lactic acid by the end of it. But then at the same time, I think that adds to some of the charm of the game. Like if it was all, you know, this is where they are, then it would maybe take away some of that kind of that element of it maybe i don't know yeah i I I think there's a maybe a balance to be struck because yeah while while it is definitely charming and it adds to it there are times where you just like i just want to get on with it just like you're actually impeding my enjoyment of this game now because you're just being stubborn about it yeah that's true i'll tell you one thing that the water mechanics on that game are pretty gorgeous there's yeah there's a lot of really nice visuals a lot of pretty decent physics related stuff as well like, there's smart yeah. ideas, but I'm kind of with you guys in that I'm already feeling a little bit of boredom set in, where now the next time I look at the group WhatsApp and someone wants to set sail, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess we have to have a proper plan, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. Can't just go in there and fuck around, because you, you do that once, it's fun. You do it the second time, it starts getting a bit boring. If we have a proper plan, we'd be like, no, 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 we've got to like plunder this aisle or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. cool. I tried to play on my own a little bit for about an hour and it was, um, yeah, that was pretty dull. Uh, Not the best. I mean, playing... Definitely a team game. Yeah, but I was going to say, even playing a multiplayer can be... Like, if you guys wanted to jump in right now, my question I'd be asking myself at least would be, what are we going to do? Because really all you're doing in that game is you're accumulating a currency to spend on cosmetics. And that's the only end game. Yeah, there's not much there. I mean, they definitely need to add in some actual game elements. Like if if there was a like a not a single player campaign, but you know, like a just a, a fleshed out campaign campaign that you could do with cool. your, a few of your mates. I think that would be. How about, it wouldn't have to be that comprehensive. I, we, I, we, I we could lower the bar a more a mechanically, bit. like um, to get like so you can buy cosmetics and stuff, but you can't buy armor that gives you different values. All the weapons are the same. Like you can get a skin for your weapon, but the you've got a gun, you've got a shotgun and you've got a sniper rifle and a sword. Like it doesn't deviate from that. If they maybe add in a few more varietal things because... They, they don't want to go pay to win though. That's the problem, isn't it? Is that as soon as, as, soon as you need, do that... It doesn't need to be. You it just could buy be, it, it with the... In, no, you buy that stuff with the in-game currency and it's like every fucking other game ever. Uh, yeah. Oh, right, I see. Oh, fair enough. So yeah, you grind a bit and then you can buy some new shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure you could do that. Like I remember when before Sea of Thieves came out, some people were saying, because people were asking, okay, what is this game going to be? And one of the rumors going around was that it was going to be a Destiny-like game. And I remember thinking like, oh, do we really need no- another one of those? But now I look at it as though, my God, they could use some of those ideas and some of those mechanics. <laughs> like yeah, Jody was definitely. talking about a story earlier. I'll lower the bar a little bit. How about just some writing? How about more than four NPCs? 
Like, it feels a bit silly ragging on a game that's probably four years old at this point, just because it took <laughs> it's us not to... four years old, though, is it? It's like, a year, oh, like a year and a half? I've got a browser in front of me, Chris. Okay, you both take a guess at the uh, release okay, date on, of Sea of Thieves. I can tell you that when we went to Insomnia oh my not last year, the year before, yeah. they had a big Sea of, sea of Thieves bus. And Chris, I think it was because I'm it had just asking launched. you what the release date for Sea of Thieves was. Uh, I'm going to say 2018. Released, yeah, because it was in early access for a while, right? You could play it, but it wasn't released. I'm, I'm going to say, like, was it like March 2018 or something like that? Okay, Jonesy, what's your guess? Uh, so, so let's think. So, so what were you now? 2020, 20, so 2018, I think, is when we were. So it's got to be 2017. Jonesy, you're so wrong. When? What is it? It's March 2018, okay? Let's oh, get over it. Let's move on. Oh, so hold on, hold on. So nah, did I nail it? Uh, I, I forgot what you said. I forgot what you answered. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter, does it? Wow. It, was an, it was an irrelevant point. Um, five years, five and, years uh, old, yeah, Jamie? Yeah. Big t- I said four, to be fair. I said four. No, you said five. No, I said four. <laughs> you said five. Well, well, okay, let's move matter. on. But yeah, like... Yes. I'm, what, what was I, your point? I'm, I'm, what I was saying is that I'm glad we discovered it, but it's like... It feels like that's already a game that's come out and settled and it's had a bit of um, steam blown up its arse and it's had a few new things added in. Like, I don't think we're looking at it as the platform for what could potentially come in the future anymore. Sea of Thieves is Sea of Thieves now. But remember, when we we met up, I said, you know what, for a game that's been out for as long as it has with as many improvements as it's gotten, it still felt quite, I don't know, not buggy not it's just like maybe unpolished i guess Uh, i didn't i didn't didn't get that so much i was actually impressed with some of the polish Mm. yeah i've had i've had a few little bugs here and there but nothing you wouldn't see in most online multiplayer games like um you know if there's a slight lag here or there or a slight clipping issue or something but nothing major nothing of that buggy i'll I'll put it this way compared to another uh microsoft owned studio released game um, that came out a couple of years ago and is currently on Game Pass that I played in this past week. Sea of Thieves mm. is the most polished game in the history of video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was the other game that you played? It was uh, State of Decay 2. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't you play that with Steph as well? Yeah, well, basically what happened was, because um, obviously Sea of Thieves, as people could already tell, because it's all we've talked about for the last 10 minutes, dominated our lives <laughs> a little bit this past week. But Jonesy and Steph sometimes are on different schedules oh yeah so i played with jonesy for about three hours on sea of thieves steph comes online the second jonesy's going offline and wants to play (laughs) sea of thieves i just had to be honest with him and say dude i can't i can't play any more of this fucking game so we were looking at what else we could play together and of course we realized we both had game pass because that's how we were playing sea of thieves so we picked out another couple of co-op games astro near was one and uh, state of decay 2 was the other I gave them, Hold on, and you, you didn't do Age of Empires 1 or 2? I, I mentioned Age of Empires. Hey, I've got Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition installed on this PC. I guess Hell Steph yeah. was too scared to take on the RTS master that is me. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have seen uh, I, how well, that game went down, to be fair. Yeah, they would, well, Steph, would, oh, oh, I'm down. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late. Yeah, we could get on it. Um, but yeah, I was amazed that we, even all four of us, managed to find a time slot that fit everyone's schedule it's very impressive right? for us isn't it yeah it's kind of mad it should oh, be someone someone's opened up yeah, a drink who was that? that was me <laughs> oh everyone get ready for slurp city for the next three hours because Josie <laughs> has a mic diet coke Josie's a mic oh, three coke, inches yeah. away from his mouth you know even though you guys aren't next to me i got a pacific punch really nice 
monster. Yeah, I I got to keep the tradition going. I, I I respect that. I respect that. It does feel weird not being able to see your guys' faces. Yeah, oh, I'm just I'm I'm picturing you. I've, I've drawn you like one of those French girls. Oh, have you recorded this whole <laughs> thing with your eyes closed? Mm, I'm Good licking time. my lips as I am. Me- oh, what? Uh, well, sorry, okay. where are we? Where are we? Okay. What? Oh, well, podcast. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking that I might deliver Rue it after this just to keep the tradition going. <laughs> wow. Just on my own. Oh, that's not a bad shot. I'm gonna. I was thinking about dicing with death and going to go get a Chinese. Oh, dicing with death. Well, you, you never know. <laughs> Why? Nowadays. Because of coronavirus. How do you know that one of them hasn't just come in from the Wuhan province, Chris? Can yeah, you hold on. I think that? that's, I think that's a bit, a bit racial. Well, isn't it? Uh, isn't that like Iran has the worst uh, percentage of deaths from coronavirus as opposed well, to China? Well, I don't have any local Iranian restaurant. The Iranian takeaway scene hasn't taken off in the UK, funny enough. <laughs> but I am avoiding Pizza Express until Italy get a hold on things. My <laughs> God, what is going on there? Man, that, 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 that whole, that whole coronavirus thing is so weird, isn't it? Like so many. Uh, like recently, the GSM, uh, which is like, uh, fuck, what was it? Cell phones, like where they announced all the cell phones and everything. That, that oh, got right. cancelled straight up because they were like, oh, yeah, everyone's, yeah, everyone's pulled out. So it's nothing to do. Um, I tried I to think, was it? Oh, go on, sorry. That's all right. I was going to say uh, Kojima Productions is pulled out of, yeah. was it PAX? No, it was uh, GDC they pulled out of. Oh, GDC, yeah. Yeah. In um, fear of coronavirus. Basically, yeah. Or Corvo 19, as we now are supposed to call it. Nah, it doesn't COVID? sound doesn't sound as good. <laughs> yeah. Um I actually tried to buy some of that uh, alcohol hand sanitizer stuff today. <laughs> yeah. Cuz sold, sold out, completely yeah. sold out. Not serious, getting right? Yeah, all of it. All of it was sold out. But in the UK there's like 15 people who have been like given positive tests out of over 7,000 or something. Yeah, but it's it's not only that. It's like the the mortality rate of this is so low. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know someone who's had to self-quarantine. Really? Well, by proxy, because, um, so I don't know them, but I know someone who knows them. Um, and they got back from Italy, they're on holiday, and they've been told that they should self-quarantine for like two weeks. Yeah, that sounds like a smart move. Yeah. Keep tabs on things. Bad. The, you, know what's, you know what's bad about that though, right? So you self-quarantine, you think, oh shit, I'm really hungry. So you call the delivery driver. <laughs> well, that's he not quarantine. Around. No, no, listen, yeah, yeah, it is, you know, like just slip it under the door or something. But then if... <laughs> so you can only like, order pizza. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, it's you, like it's, you're on the other side of the door and you're like, all right, just uh, drop the bag and step away yeah, it's slowly. Like, it's like Home you Alone. Know? You just play clips from VHS tapes and tell them to leave it on the front doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Problem is, yeah, if you've kinda... come through that door and then you've touched the handle with your Corona hand... And then they come, and then they open the door, and then they put the food down, and then you know. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so this is what I, this is what I was going to get it, get at, right? So, and then that Deliveroo driver becomes, you know, fucking Agent Zero, and just fucking infects everyone else when he delivers their food. Oh yeah, because mm. then he's delivering to loads of people. Oh shit! Oh, so so for people that don't have it, Deliveroo is a food delivery service that you yeah. order over your phone. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so you haven't played any other games, Jonesy. I played 20 minutes of uh, Bioshock. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so, so let, let's keep a tally here. So you still haven't finished Bioshock. I have not. Uh, you still haven't finished um, Death Stranding. I have not. Okay, Chris, Jonesy. this podcast can't be more than two hours. I, I'm really sorry. You can't go through the whole list. <laughs> and do you know, and I, <laughs> okay, I've yeah, played enough. about five hours of Sea of Thieves. <laughs> when you could have just finished fucking hell you could have just finished yeah, you, you could have finished a load of shit in that time. I got all, I got all hankering for piratiness what can I say it's fair it's like the, the, the it's the FOMO isn't it it's like when everyone's like 
on the WhatsApp messages, the message groups. Oh, who wants to go plundering the seven seas? It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do, you know do that. Do you know what's terrible? Because and this always happens to me. Is so after we'd played a bit of Sea of Thieves the other day, I actually thought about going and putting a Pirates of the Caribbean film on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! You should have. That, that's awesome. Um, but sp- speaking of uh, finishing games, fellas. Oh, here we go. Dum 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 dum. Is it time, dum, Chris? Da, 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 Hollow Knight. Yes, I. No. 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 Okay. I know. I finished um, uh, Last of Us. Of oh, nice! Yes, of course. Yeah. you've got to give us the and lowdown. I think, uh, I, okay, so I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I didn't know a lot of what happened. The only thing that I didn't know from ATG and the coverage we did on it that kind of eluded me was that whole. Um, so I knew Joel got injured, and I knew you played as Ellie, but I didn't yep. know that what happened when you played as Ellie with oh, that other dude, David. Oh and then, shit! Yeah. Yeah, and then he 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 and the cannibals and shit, and I was yes. like, oh shit, that's pretty fucked up. And then and then he he turns out to be like a pedo. I was like, oh my god, this is going this is going some really yeah. weird places. To be fair, um, like but, what's what's worse, cannibal or pedo? I think those two things are you know pretty close together. Well, I'll tell you what's worse: someone who's both of them, a cannibal pedo, yeah. a pedo cannibal. That that is that. that pro- but then if someone's already cooked you, maybe if they <laughs> fucked you first, doesn't that? You know? Wow. Yeah, you got to tenderize the meat, fellas. Oh god. <laughs> Like um, I don't know. I don't think if someone's like this person's a cannibal, and then you went and they're a pedo. It's like, well, they're already a cannibal. Maybe it's the other way around. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know which. I'd, one so, I'd sooner befriend a cannibal than a pedo. Do you want know me too? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, so um, there, there's some really like, especially towards the end of the game, some really cool uh, kind of cinematic set pieces, which I guess uh, is what Naughty Dog is known for. Mm. Um, I've started playing that Left Behind as well. I think I'm about two thirds of the way through. Like I know it's not long. Yeah, it's super um, short. Yeah, basically I'm I'm at the part where I've got the super soakers and I need we're going to have a shootout with the water guns. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. It's it's a good game. Like I I I stand by what I said. Where I don't think it's a game of the decade, but it's definitely immersed me. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm kind of like I'm living that world at the moment. You know, I'm looking around and everyone's fucking coughing coronavirus. In fact, it's prob- probably couldn't have been a better time for me to play this game. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to turn into a clicker in front of you. Uh, yeah, imagine um, if that's why they delayed The Last of Us Two because they came up with a literal viral marketing scheme to give everyone a disease <laughs> before The Last of Us Two comes out. Imagine, like, push it back by three imagine. months. Give us a bit more time to have it spread. A little bit of a peek behind the curtain when we were working for All Time Gaming where we got a brief saying like, hey, if you had to get given money by Naughty Dog to do some Last of Us stuff, yeah. what would you come up with? I think we probably lost out that job to someone who said, you know what, I'll just manufacture the coronavirus in China. Yeah, yeah they won. Successful. Yeah. Oh, fair, fair play. You know what, they, they, they got the brief. We had some great ideas for that one as well. We, we had, had some fucking we had amazing great ideas. ideas for every single brief we ever got because we're yeah. geniuses. We are. And that's why yeah, we got every brief. Ballers. That's why this year, <laughs> keep out for our look. Keep an eye out for our Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Watch Dogs Legion, and <laughs> Last of Us two promos and sponsored videos and, and all that Fuck, good stuff. I wish, I wish, my dudes. Um, but Jonesy, you asked me about uh, Hollow Knight. I did. So, so I could have finished Hollow Knight, I reckon, uh, if I'd gone down the bad ending. Okay. Okay. But I actually haven't done any of it because I'm going to South Africa next week for 10 days. Yeah. Um, and I figured, you know what, let me not finish Hollow Knight and let me do the long version of the ending 
in South, like on the plane and in South Africa because it's like a twelve hour flight and you know that's a good idea. Yeah, so so I've just I've I could have done it, but I've deferred it, which I think I think is fair, and fair that's enough. probably why I had time to jump on uh, Sea of Thieves. Cool. Yeah, but there Decent. is something else that uh, I think Jamie kind of gets into as well. But I saw Sonic the other day, mm. yesterday, in fact. Yes. The, uh, yes, with uh, Jim Carrey. Yes, Doctor yes. Revere and, uh, and James Marston. Um, it was James Marston. It was, James Marston. Yeah, it was yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But Jamie, you saw it as well, didn't you? I did indeed, yes. Mm. You, want, you want to give out, ring out your thoughts there? Uh, I think I heard your reaction to it before I actually saw it myself. And I think you and me are both on the exact same page with this one, which it is a perfectly serviceable and occasionally fun and occasionally even funny uh, kids' movie. But at the end of the day, it is a movie for kids. It's like a family film. And there are a few times where, especially Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik, I thought, wow, he could have taken that a bit further. Like, he's putting a lot of energy into this, but the jokes aren't landing. And then I realized, well, that's because he's playing to a a PG audience. And I suppose he can't maybe let it completely loose. Um, But otherwise, it it was fun. Uh, there There are some chuckles. There are some decent action sequences and set pieces. And it just kind of like ticks along at a nice pace, so it's pretty harmless. Yeah, it's yeah. like l- okay. looking back at the the plot, looking back at the plot to the story, Jonesy. It's like, man, it, it's so simple. It's like, it's, it's like an ABC movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. go here, do that, and then that happens. I suppose Rather it's a kids' film, like, right? So they so it needs to be pretty yeah. pretty much like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're not overcomplicating things. They're not reinventing any kind of wheels, and it, it's fine. It's got some nods to fans of the Sonic. They even had they even had a, a crazy dude who says he saw Sonic and no one believes him, and he picks up, holds up a drawing that he made, and it's the Sonic drawing, yeah. which I thought was quite a nice little touch. I, yeah, I do like things like that. Yeah, um, there are a few so, smart it's, things. It's done really well at the box office, though, right? It's actually doing doing a lot oh, better than people thought it was going to do. Yeah, yeah, it's still fucking smashing it. But hey, surprise, surprise. Do a video game adaptation and just don't try and do anything fucking weird with it and just try and give the fans what you think that oh, they'd want. Chris, they tried. <laughs> yeah, which is actually hilarious when you remember all of that, sort of like the rage about how Sonic was going to look back in the day yeah. So um, before they changed it. Because I think this, I, I genuinely think that if they hadn't have changed the design for Sonic, I think they could have ended up with a massive flop. But, you know. Yeah. Changed yeah, yeah. it. They went with the, the fans, and then it's done really well. So, who, yeah, who knew? Uh, I think it's good. I do have a confession to make, though, in that I did fall asleep during the movie. Which bit did you fall asleep during? Um, well, he doesn't know because he was asleep. Okay, no, what no, was the last what? thing you remember seeing? <laughs> no. All the no, first. It was the bit. It was the bit where they're in the car and they're getting chased by Doctor Robotnik, and then the the drones cut off the top. Of oh the right, car. right. And it, it was like that that because you know, like when you fall asleep in a cinema, you kind of like your head bobs up and you wake up for a bit and you fall back asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I, I, do you know I, what? I wouldn't know. Only, I've never fallen asleep in the cinema. I was going to say actually, the only time I've fallen asleep in the cinema, I fell asleep in the cinema, like from twenty minutes in till the credits. Oh my god! Did you do your like warthog snoring? <laughs> no, because I wasn't fat then. Uh, what, it was what, Rush what, Hour what Three? If you, Rush Hour uh, Three. Right. And oh, yeah. the, the context was Fair not enough. that Russia 3 is a bad movie, it was just that I hadn't slept at all. So um, <laughs> yeah. got to the cinema, made it 20 minutes. Yeah. No, can I tell you why I think I, I fell asleep yesterday? I went into the cinema. I, so I, I, I went the very first showing of the cinema that happened that day, which was 10, 15 a.m., okay? And I was the only person in that fucking cinema, <laughs> and it was freezing. 
So I had to, like, I put on my jacket, I put on my scarf, and then I got all nice and cozy, and it's dark, and it's cozy, and I'm like, mmm, I, I could just drift off now. I kind of love did. it, though. When, you, when you've got a cinema all to yourself, I genuinely love that. Yeah. I, I get where Chris is coming from, except that that description of the environment you're in amidst the fact that you were sat 10 feet away from a giant screen <laughs> blasting sound and light into your ears and eyes. No, but you know what the thing with, with the Sonic movie is, is like... Everything happens. It's such a. It's going to sound weird for a movie about a really fast hedgehog, but everything in that movie, like uh, tonally and structurally, happens at such a pedestrian pace that I'm like, okay. Ah, oh, see, I thought the opposite. I thought that it ticked along at a really nice play, pace to the such a point that like it never hung around for too long in any one place, and there's no consequences at all. Like, of all the trouble that they kind of get into, as many close calls as they have, this is an absolutely consequenceless film where right. nothing yeah, goes but, wrong. But maybe maybe that's what just kind of, like, I, I, it just didn't engage me as much. So uh, as soon I as mean, my that, brain yeah. said, you know what, you get it, you're getting quite co- comfy and cosy. You, you might as well nod off. That nothing was kind of, like, hitting my brain saying, ah, ah, actually, you've got to pay attention here. That makes sense. <laughs> I think there, enough, was, yeah. there was enough there for Sonic fans, though, as well. Like, I'd like to think that the character was handled with enough care and there were enough references and teases. There are two particular moments, Chris, you'd have seen towards the end. One just before the credits and one mid-credits that are like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah, that's cool. Even at the beginning, I don't know if you noticed. Sorry, Jonesy, you're just like... You know, no, I'm, hey, nodding, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm getting a, a, the full-fledged uh, <laughs> review of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's um, good. But at the very beginning... Uh, where it kind of sets up where Sonic is from, etc. Um, the there's a, a tribe that kind of attacks Sonic. Yes. And interestingly enough, they are echidnas. They are Knuckles. Yeah. Um, and I thought oh. that was quite funny because were they trying to do like a Ugandan Knuckles kind of thing? <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> interpret it that way. I kind of I thought it was just sort of, hey, echidnas exist in this universe, which I yeah. guess they they lay down the fact that everything could exist in that universe because that's the point is that they can travel to anywhere in that universe using yeah. the rings. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's a fine form. Like, Jonesy, like, take your kids to go see it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I might I might take my, uh, take take the big one. He might enjoy yeah. it, actually. So it's, <laughs> the big one, yeah. You know, I've got the little one, can't go yet. He'd he, he just get bored after 10 minutes and then he'd just start yelling. <laughs> and then everyone's yeah, else is going to be like, I'm tell out. Tell me about it. Yeah. It's, it's only an, I think it's an hour and a half long as well, so I think it's a pretty good length for that sort of film. Like, you don't want it too oh, yeah, long yeah. to yeah, take yeah. No, it's, to, it, yeah. it doesn't drag. Uh, and not a single swear word in it, which I uh, was checking out for. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I think. Am I right in saying that there was a that he, some one of them says "son of a" and then gets cut off? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that was like as far as it ever went because yeah. I, I remember sometimes I'd be watching some of these movies, like these like kids rated films, but they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're like a PG ten or whatever, so you're allowed to throw in one swear word, like a shit or something." <laughs> yeah. And then and then it, it always kind of seems very because it's only one swear word in the whole film, and it always kind of seems a bit What's off the point? when they do it. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, why bother? I, I, I super... So always kind of like I went into Sonic. I was like, "Oh, where's the shit going to come in?" And it never came. <laughs> where's yeah. the shit? There is a reference <laughs> to poo, though. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. there's that kind of shit for any scat fans out there in our audience. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, uh, the Jamie fans, in other words. Hmm. Uh, Jamie, any, anything else? Play anything else? Um, Do anything else? The, so yeah, there was the kind of the Game Pass stuff that we talked about earlier. That was the mm. the best part of my week. I went back and finished My Friend Pedro, which uh, oh, I nice. had on my list for a little while, and finally got that done. But 
you know, nothing super important to add to that, I think. That's a fun game. It's fun, but it, it, it ended as soon as it should have, and I don't want to go back to it. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the best version of The Matrix I've ever played in video game form, but <laughs> that's about all it's got going for it, in my opinion. And some of the yeah, platforming. One, one trick pony, cool. isn't it? Yes. Um, and I also t- uh, played a little bit of uh, F1 2019 for some... Well, I know why. Because um, you don't have 2020? No, because well, this, I'm going to get sidetracked now, so I won't talk about this for too long. But I binge watched a series for the first time, not ever, but first time in a long, long time. Yes, Jamie. What, I know. what, what do you mean? It was called. What is it? It was called F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. Um, series one of okay. which came out around this time last year, and season two of which comes out tomorrow as we're recording this. Uh, is, Friday it like the 28th. A, like, is it like fiction? No, no, no. It's a, it's like a documentary series about. Uh, well, the season one was about the 2018 season of the Formula One. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. I'm have to check I, that out. I, honestly, it's, it's super interesting. And also, it's just very watchable because the episodes are half an hour long and there's 10 of them. Um, oh, nice. So okay. they kind of just fly by. And it kind of goes through the season in chronological order and sort of picks up and puts down different story threads. What's interesting about it, though, is Ferrari, Mercedes, Hamilton, Vettel, you know, the things that you'd expect to be the focus, barely even mentioned. They are oh, a footnote, oh, wow, okay. and it's really about like the middle order and what situations various teams are in. You know the what the story is in twenty eighteen, which are like the battle between Haas and Renault. You know all the shit surrounding Force India and their owner, you know McLaren and Williams, and how they were really struggling. Um, it's yeah. super interesting, but um, yeah, to go back to games, the thing that I ended up doing because I was thinking yesterday how I was going to have to come on here and talk about games today. And I felt a little bit yeah. disappointed that I didn't have anything new or recent to add. So I hey, um, see a thieves, baby. <laughs> yeah, the cl- that classic hot relevant game. See a thieves. <laughs> um, I picked up the remaster of Vanquish that came out. Uh, oh, oh yes. I, need, I still need to get that. I haven't got it yet. But Hell yeah! Uh, so I've, been, I've played a couple of hours of Vanquish, and it turns out Vanquish is still fucking good. I'm glad to hear oh, that yeah. because, like you said, I haven't, I haven't played the remaster yet, but I'm fully intending to. And that was such a good game that I'm 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 glad to hear that it's still very playable. Yeah, hey, absolutely. You, you, we all we all got to play because we want to do that um, retrospective video. Yes, right? yes, retrospective on Vanquish. I guess I guess Jamie's the lead on that one. Oh, oh. no pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I want to say it runs at uh, on a PS4 Pro at least 1440p and 60 frames a second so it's it's Ooh, nice and smooth butter. especially compared to how it ran on the last generation of consoles and oh, if we do do yeah. a retrospective we should we should do like a side-by-side comparison of how the old one ran and how the new one looks that'd be great i mean oh there's God. already that already exists on on, on youtube if yeah dude but we should do it as well okay <laughs> we should and do it two on months our later than everyone else <laughs> in our yeah. video okay. just steal it from someone else <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yes, um, that that's that was that's me really. Speaking of series, I, I've I've started watching a series I'm about halfway through. Oh yeah. Uh I've started watching Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Oh, what is that? That is the that, was it Rob McElhenney, is that his name? I, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, but yeah, uh Mac from Always Sunny. Oh yeah. And it's it's his Apple Apple TV plus um show about uh game developers uh 
made in conjunction with Ubisoft of all people. Yeah. Do you Ooh. remember it from E3, Jonesy? Yes. I know no, you, no, you, I know it. you yeah, slept yeah. through most of E3 yeah. while we were working. But. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Jesus. I don't remember you walking around LA downtown at like three in the morning with like two grand's worth of kit on your back. <laughs> Wait, when did you do that? Uh, when I came to your hotel to do the up. Do you remember we were doing uploads? And uh, Oh, no, the, I don't, I'm talking about last year. Oh, last we year? We live-streamed oh, it all. So, all right. Yeah, last year. Oh, oh no, we, okay, we, we, year. we don't talk about Hele anymore. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think you're talking about Hele. <laughs> no, um, I wasn't slagging you off for Hele. No, I do. I remember, um, I think I remember you guys talking about this um, from E3, but I don't, I, I didn't realise it would it'd come out or anything. But um, yeah, because I remember the Wisp talking about the fact that it was going to be from Ubisoft. So did you say it's only available on Apple TV? Or app? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, say, let's say that. Yeah. What? Um, but yeah, it, well, well, he's, it talking, is, he's talking he? about piracy. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry, no. I was totally slow on the uptake. <laughs> you idiot. No, the only piracy we're talking about on this podcast is Sea of Thieves, fellas. Oh, right, yeah. Tell me more about how you've already seen all of the Mandalorian, Chris. Because <laughs> he's got the I Disney, he's got the Disney thing. Oh, yeah, right, I, yeah. I, pay, I paid £60 for Disney Plus for a year. What do you, oh, yeah, yeah, the Disney totally. Plus that isn't out yet in the UK. Hey, 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 listen. Uh, he's South okay. African, Jamie, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's I've called NordVPN. Oh, well, okay, to be fair, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's a free um, plug for Nord there. They love giving people money as well. So may, NordVPN representatives, if you happen to be listening to this podcast. I, yeah, I already, please, yeah, please sponsor us. <laughs> well, I'm already sponsoring you, so that's the least you could do for us. Yeah, well, But anyway... Um, yeah, Mythic Quest is it's really fucking good actually. It's it's really good. Um, is it is it funny? I guess because if Max doing it, it is funny. You know, I'll, I'll say some of the acting of from some of the actors is quite flat, but right. overall the story is very interesting and engaging, and it is funny. Okay, yeah, it got decent reviews. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. So like I said, I'm I'm halfway through. I think I finished maybe a little bit more than halfway through. I think mm. I finished episode six okay. of nine. And so, yeah, F. Murray Abraham's in it. Yeah, huh. one of the best. Yeah, actors his, of all time. his character is really good. Um, I was watching it with with uh, with my wife, and I said, "Oh, hold on a second. Wasn't he in uh, Amadeus? Wasn't he Salieri?" Yes. And then, and she just looked at me and she goes, "What? Yeah, well, do you know and what? Then, I, I have no idea who you're talking about or what these roles are. This is mental." So I, I I turned to my wife and I said, "Have, have you 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 uncultured swine? Have you never watched Amadeus?" No, oh, I haven't either. God. I'm totally with said, your wife. And, and she goes, she goes, no, what's it about? And she says, and don't say Mozart. I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually about fucking Mozart. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> that's like, that's uh, but like, Jonesy, do, do yourself a favor. It's a great film. It's really fucking good. Okay. But Amadeus was one of the films my dad borderline made me watch uh, when I was growing oh, right. up. And so I've always Did- had a big soft spot for it. Oh, yeah, nice. It's, 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 it used to be on really Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. Let me check for you. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd be very keen to watch it again. Actually, with my yeah, wife, it's quite know, long. So like, but yeah. <laughs> she's not going to watch it with you now, dude. <laughs> she's you sealed the deal on that. Yeah, Jesus. She's like, I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, look. Uh, should we move on to some some new stuff then? Yes. Yeah. While Jamie looks up uh, whether Amadeus is Amadeus, Amadeus, it's not. Ah, okay. Uh, cool. You're Dr. gonna Zayas. have to buy it. Shit. Uh, okay. So. Uh, I guess the biggest piece of news was uh, all of the Xbox news uh, yeah, coming out in yeah. terms of like, you know, a far cry difference from what we've heard from PlayStation because PlayStation, 
not said much since that uh was it a fucking wired interview or whatever or like last year yeah uh, yes yeah. well yeah we got a few tasty details but no they've kept their bit shtum at the moment aren't they yeah yeah but xbox microsoft kind of going the opposite direction for a change mm. uh and they've given up a whole bunch of details some, some really interesting stuff yeah let me, let me go through some of the boring stuff and then we'll go into the more interesting stuff right so they said it's a 12 teraflop system which is uh you know graphical power however you want to graphical say graphical power pushing all those 4k pixels um <laughs> mm. it's basically it, really fucking it's, it's really um, fucking strong so 12 teraflops is uh twice as much as an xbox one x and eight times as much as an xbox one yes, yes. which is and two teraflops cool. more than uh, Google Stadia's maximum claim. Oh, which is fucking... Considering their whole pitch was around, we've got supercomputers you can play our games on, um, that's yeah. pretty damn. And then Microsoft's like, oh, yeah, you can buy this fucking supercomputer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways... Oh, um, Stadia can't get a break, can they? <laughs> nah. Bless them. Um, it's got something called variable rate shading, which I don't even know what that fucking means. They've got hardware-accelerated direct X ray tracing oh. built into the machine. Which uh, a custom-built SSD, you know. So I, I guess uh, the ray tracing and the SSD stuff is uh, kind of between the two platforms where they said, "Hey, Sony's got this, Microsoft's got this." Yeah. Um, what what Sony has been, uh, what Microsoft has been touting though, is a quick resume on multiple games. Um, so we kind of have it on, on PlayStation and Xbox at the moment, and we definitely have it on Switch, but it's only for one game, right, where you can exit the game and it creates a save state. Yes. And yeah. you can go back into that game and just pick up. But what they're saying is now you could have multiple games on at the same time mm-hmm. and flip between them, and it'll be a quick resume for either one. So let's say I could be playing Sekiro, trying to finish that off, and then I could go over to Hollow Knight, try and finish that off, blah, 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 blah. It's pretty yep. cool. What's nice is they said that even if the system goes through a firmware update, you'll still be able to resume those games after the update. They haven't yeah. said how many is a multiple though, right? They've just said multiple. No. They've just said multiple. Yeah. And, and they haven't said how. I would imagine that the save states are probably saved in the cloud. Right. Maybe, yeah. I I don't I don't know. But then it, is it even a save state? Because when I do it on the Xbox One X now, it doesn't feel like a save state. It feels like that game was just fucking running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is a save state. It's, it almost takes like a, a, a still image, as it were, <laughs> yeah, and and just holds it for you, yeah. <laughs> you know. I think- uh, but there's there's some there's some other I don't know. It's there's some interesting stuff here. Okay, uh, do you want to talk more about the the save state stuff? No, I was I was going to add that I think it was Major Nelson was on a podcast or something like that in the last week or so talking specifically about the quick resume stuff because it sounds like. He, that he's already personally testing it on whichever version of this console he has, for obviously a very early dev version, yeah. and it, that was where the claim came from. So if he's yeah, already I mean, doing yeah. stuff like that successfully, and obviously they're still oh, working yeah. finalizing the stuff, it bodes well. It bodes well. Yeah, I love that. That's that for me is is a like so nice when you can just sort of hop out and hop in and not have to go through all the like the friggin' malarkey of you know booting up, loading, blah 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 blah. So I'm I'm all over it and the multiple games thing. Hell yeah. We all have multiple. Yeah. Ge- we would like to play, you know, more than one game at a time these days. So, definitely, mm, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, so, some other stuff that they're talking about is uh, dynamic latency input, HDMI two point one, auto low latency mode, variable refresh rate, which is uh, something that they've been doing for a while on Xbox, uh, and one hundred and twenty FPS support, which is which is pretty good. 
but the the most interesting thing, and this actually was highlighted by um, CD Projekt Red themselves. Uh, so they've got this thing called smart delivery, right? Which basically says, hey, it doesn't matter what console you're on or how you're playing our games, you are going to get the best version for your console, right? Um, and and so what Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red said for Cyberpunk is, hey, if you buy the game on Xbox One, and this is their wording, you get a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X version of the game. Yes, because, it's, so yeah, because the way it sounds like it's supposed to work, right, is that it doesn't matter. It's also, like I guess, future-proof in some sense. So that, like you said, you can have the game before it even comes out, and then when it comes out, they're going to go, yeah. oh, we know that you've got this system. Um, which, I mean, how is that not a thing that Sony are doing as well? Like... Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it has to be. They they would not let uh, Microsoft get away with doing that. You know. I don't know, and, dude. And, and Sony way- haven't said anything. Sony haven't said that that's going to happen. They haven't talked about it. They've talked about backwards compatibility, but they haven't talked about smart updates. So I don't know, man. Well, what they have said is, I mean, we, we, we've kind of theorized this uh, ad nauseum at, the, at, at this stage, uh, almost probably like the past three podcasts we've been talking about. But now it's like an actual confirmation. All, all that Sony has said is, um, you know, that, their launch title games for the PS5 are going to be available on PS4 as well. So maybe that's a roundabout way of saying the similar thing. Yeah. Um, but this is nice because this is Microsoft kind of committing to saying, hey, from a console system, like a console level, this is what we are uh, recommending to developers to do. Yeah. The difference but, for me, though, is that so we talked about um, Sony dropping games that will work on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. But for me, that could easily be a game that is developed for the PlayStation 4, like, um, you know, on the Pro, whatever, that has HDR, is, is 4K, um, that works on a 5 and is slick and smooth and everything. But actually, it's the same game. But what this is suggesting, obviously, is that there are games that are going to have extra development time put into them to to produce these upgrade packs or whatever that go hand in hand with yeah. them. Well, I do think those are two different things that Sony haven't really talked about yet. Well, yeah. I mean, Jamie had a very interesting point in one of our like WhatsApp chats. Uh, Jamie, I'm sure you're going to jump in there. Well, I, I think it kind of tacks into what Josie was saying just then as well, which is that I think CD Projekt Red have almost muddied the waters in some way with the terminology of, what did they exactly say? Uh, Upgrade. Upgrade. It's just the word upgrade. Like, I understand Microsoft committing to the idea that, especially with services like Game Pass, that, hey, you buy Halo Infinite, or it's going to be on Xbox One, it's going to be on Series X, it's going to work across the S, the X, because they're the one out there with all these different models. They're the ones that are blurring the lines between the generations, unlike Sony, who are like... There's a PS4 and here's a PS5. Obviously, there was a Pro in the middle, but um, yeah. Sony seem like they're going a lot more sort of hard and fast with it. I, I think what it introduces when you have this idea of an upgrade is, is there variation on the nature of the upgrade? Because we've seen already with things like boost mode on the PS4 Pro and some of the work the Xbox One uh, X does, especially to backwards compatibility titles, that things like bumps in resolution, uh, uncapped frame rates uh, for improved performance and things like that, they're not new. So is CD Projekt Red talking about a patch that just, you know, ups the frame rate and uncaps uncaps the frame rate and ups the resolution? Or are they talking about one of the things you said in our chats prior, Chris? Uh, Are they talking about texture packs? Are they talking about this, that, or the other? Are they talking about you know, uh, downloading a whole new version of the executable that is uh, designed to make take more advantage of the CPU and run better at a system level. Like, they haven't made that clear, and that's frustrating because what it leaves the door open for is variation in the amount of work that developers put into these quote-unquote upgrades. 
And I think. Well, you see, you, you sorry, Jamie, you say that, but com- coming from a long term PC background, mm. it it's not much different, is it? Because if I buy a game that runs on a GTX 860, yeah, or, or let's say an 880, and it can still run on a 1060, it can still run on a 2060, like. You know, yeah, th- those yeah. are technically different generations, but all it is is that when you make the game, you just say, hey, here's a... It's almost like you're broadening your scope of options. And yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like uh, development for consoles is now more akin to what it was like to developing for PCs and that you're making a game that is scalable on a, a multiple different sort of like levels. I, I think it's literally just that. Because even yeah. if, like when I was playing Control, uh, even though I don't have an RTX, I've got a, I've got a 1060 in, in my laptop... Uh, I could still put on ray tracing, okay, even though it's, my card's not made for ray, ray tracing. Uh, but the point is that, like, the options are there within the system file. Yeah. Right. Or the, the system settings. So it, it's probably going to be the same thing. You're going you're gonna to load up Cyberpunk, and if you're on a PS4, like, you, you know, you'll have, like, low res, medium res, high res maybe, and then if you've got a PS5, it'll be like ultra res and fucking mythic res or whatever. You know, <laughs> hmm. that, that's just the way I kind of look at it. There's a few there's a few little wrinkles there, right? Because for example, talk about the PlayStation Five versus the Four. So the re the, the um, I remember Insomniac were talking about the reason the swing speed on Spider-Man was uh, you, there was a certain rate that you could go out and you couldn't go any faster was because that was the rate at which the hard drive could write the the city in. Oh, yeah, in yeah, front yeah, of yeah, you. right. Yeah, so yeah. then you get to a weird point with when you get to Spider-Man 2, if they're making a game which is supposed to be works on the 4, works on the... Like if, if Sony went the same way that, X, that Xbox are going, would they make a game that works on the 4 and the 5 so you get your swing speed capped at what the 4 can handle even though you've got the S- SSD in the mm. five, because that's mm. like a fundamental mechanic of the game, which is that's, different. That's very that's interesting. Very, yeah, that's a very good question. I guess like maybe not necessarily the swing distance, but I would imagine that like draw distances and stuff like that would would vastly different uh, differ between the versions. But yeah, if it's like a mechanic that is tied to actual hardware, that's maybe harder to kind of... Yeah, like, I wonder how they're, the gonna, how they're going to do that. So, that's, yeah. so then you do yeah. end up with games becoming different on different systems, and and you also then also get into a weird situation. This is something else we were talking about when we were discussing this uh, midweek, and that's that. Let let let's say we look towards Chris's sort of interpretation of this setup um, for a moment, and these ideas that games now might be designed in the same way they were for PC, in that almost like internally that they are scalable in so many different ways, like. The, the type of anti-aliasing they use or the resolution they run at, that stuff can be changed on the fly depending on which console you play on. I still don't see certain publishers being incentivized to support this setup. And I think the example I used was FIFA. FIFA yeah. 21 will come out in September. Now that's going to be, let's call it two months before the next generation of consoles. Are EA, of all people, going to start getting behind this idea of, yeah, we're going to patch FIFA 21 so that you bought it if, or bought it on PS4, you don't have to buy it again on PS5? I'd love that to be the case, but I, I can't be confident that the EAs and Activisions of the world will will do that as opposed to having the game be sold twice. Yeah. 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 It's also because- interesting when you look at like GTA 5 and Last of Us, which we use as an example a lot uh, for crossover from three to four, because they made a buttload of money because people would have bought those games again. Like they wanted to play them on the faster system, yeah. new system. Yeah. High, like, and, and, and the one thing we know 
uh, about FIFA players is they will buy any version of that game every single year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so. like, I, the, guess, guess what I did seven years ago? I bought FIFA on the PlayStation 3 and then I bought FIFA on the PlayStation 4 two months apart because that's what yeah. you had to do. And they've, you could argue that I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm not saying we should accept this, but they've spent the last seven years making us believe that we need to buy games we already own again. And are they? <laughs> yeah. Are they? Are they are like, they've got them pretty good at it. And you, like, one could even go as far as to speculate is that the reason Microsoft are out there screaming from the rooftops and that everyone else is staying silent is because Microsoft are in a position where they're second best, arguably even third best, depending on which markets they consider themselves a part of and how much they see the Switch and Nintendo as rivals. Um, they're the people that have got ground to make up. They're the people that have a reason to say, look at us, look at all the kind, consumer-friendly things we're doing. I think that people who are comfortable with the gaming scene at the moment, so PlayStation, because obviously the PlayStation 4 was the best-selling console of the generation, and other developers and publishers that are seeing sales at the levels they want, they're probably sat there twiddling their thumbs with their mouth shut saying, why the fuck am Microsoft doing all this shit? <laughs> we were making so much fucking money and they're out here doing all this nice shit. And then CD Projekt Red, who we already know are not profits orientated, they're out there being like, yeah, this is great. And Activision yeah. and EA and are just like, why the fuck? We don't want to fucking do it. We want to sell the game twice. What are they talking about? <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, yeah. it's going to be up to whoever makes the games, right? Like you said, I think it's going to be, it's going yeah. to be on them to decide how they do it, how they sell it. Um, so we'll have to and, wait and, and see. Yeah, until we get to the point where it makes sense for developers to only focus on the next generation of games, uh, the next generation of hardware, I should say, then there probably will be exactly what you're saying, Jonesy. Like, different games are going to work in different ways. We're going to have the CD Projekt Reds of the world who support games regardless of which platform you get them on. You only have to buy it once. And then the EAs of the world that want you to own you know, every version of every game on every platform. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. let, let's move on to the next little segment here, which is uh, Platinum are in the news. The big P. A, a whole bunch of uh, really cool announcements. So you talk about like uh, Vanquish and obviously Bayonetta as well. Yes. Um, Platinum are a rock solid developer. Uh, really like their stuff. Um, they have announced a new studio is going to be set up in Tokyo that will focus on uh, titles that are going to be considered games as a service. So that's an interesting one, like ah. a, a, platin- a Platinum Games as a Service. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it could be cool. Could also be absolute trash. <laughs> it, it, it's something they've never focused on before, and I could see why they want to move into that market. I just, yeah. I hope that this is happening alongside the wider expansion of Platinum so that we keep getting the Platinum we know, and this is kind of a bonus. Oh, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why they're setting up another studio right. for it yeah, rather yeah. than saying, hey, we're, we're going to handle it ourselves. Yeah, don't want um, to risk their good name <laughs> just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is that uh, they're, I think they had codenamed it like Project 4 and now yeah. they've, they've uh, released some more info on it and a, a sweet looking trailer and now they've called it Project GG. Um, oh, I don't it, like that. Well, it's, I mean, Project GG is not going to be its name, is it? Uh, working title, but I mean, what's it? Dodgy working yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting about this is it's a game that is entirely developed by Platinum. Like, I think it's being published by them. It's it. it no other hands are going to touch this game other than Platinum hands, um, which which will be an interesting thing to see. Like, hey, is the Platinum secret source entirely their own? Yes. Um, but anyway, this game it it looks like a kind of like a, a kaiju fighter, so like big monsters, 
almost like a Ultraman style where mm. you have this hero and you're fighting all these monsters in the town like Godzilla style and you know the city like crumbles around you that sounds cool yes. like like you tell me that and you tell me that that game is being developed by Platinum and I can do well, nothing except by look, looking forward to it it's also you know I mean? being headed up I believe by uh, Hideki Kamiya who made yeah. his name back in the day with like Devil May Cry and, and Resident Evil 2 um, but since then, with working with Capcom and now Platinum, he was Beautiful Joe, Akami, Bayonetta, and of course, uh, Wonderful 101. And I, yes. I want to say there was even some implication that this Project GG is like the completion of what they see as a trilogy that was Beautiful yes, think- Joe, Wonderful 101, and now this. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, and I think it's like, yeah, they call it like the uh, the Hero Trilogy or something. Yeah. Um, but speaking about Wonderful 101, it is being remastered, as we know, PS4, Switch, and PC, but it now has a release date, fellas. Yes. Um, May 19th for the States, May 22nd for uh, a European Union, so God knows when... Britain's going to get it. Um, <laughs> and and weirdly enough, June 11th for the Japanese market. I don't uh, know. I don't understand that one, why they have to wait the longest uh, for yeah, a game might, that's... might be some kind of a certification thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's that also strange weird. that that game like, was being kickstarted this month and now is coming out in less than three months' time. Wow. I think it yeah, adds it, more... It's almost like they made it and they're like, you know right. what, we could probably just get some money from it by I, just asking people I, to I pay for it. I think it was exactly that. I think this was something they were already probably in the process of doing. In fact, definitely in the process of doing. And it was like the Kickstarter oh, was yeah, the dude, cherry they, on They're top. not going to remaster an entire game in a month. Come no, on. no, exactly. If they just really want to crunch super hard, they're like, we've got a month. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun, guys. Come on, no, let's they, do it. they they just did the uh, the cheating version of remaster. It's basically the video equivalent of like having a 720p export. So you just uh, create a 1080p sequence and scale it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. I was listening to uh, the podcast we recorded last week, and we were talking about like all those things we used to do as editors, where all the changes would come in. Yes, uh, yeah, and yeah. we'd hate to do the changes because we'd be like, "Oh, change this to green," and then someone will say, "No, yeah. change it back to purple." Blah blah blah. One thing that I remembered that I've got to say then, but actually relates to this, right? When I was editing All Time Tens before we had voiceovers, um, and we just had text on screen, you, you'll probably remember this, Jonesy. Yeah, and uh, oh, John nice Bab would be like, "Oh yeah, the well, no, this, I think this is quite Jamie. You were still at school." Your, yeah, this was before your era. I, I was the first voice to do voiceovers in all time tens. Of course, I remember. No, but when this they is were... this is pre voiceover. Yeah, so it's... how would I remember not remember pre voiceover if I was the first person to do a voice for? Them? Never mind. What uh-huh. we started this? <laughs> we started it in twenty ten, mate. How yeah. old were you in twenty ten? Seventeen, like six years old. Yes, 17? you were at school. I started at DVD when I was twenty. <laughs> it was three years later. Anyway, go on, Chris. What were anyway, you saying? Um, and uh, John Babb famously would say, you know, this is really good, but it's a little bit too long. Because at that, at that stage, oh, right, uh, yeah. videos weren't about 10 minutes on YouTube. Videos were meant to be like, hey, as quick as you can get it with, you know, but as comfortable as possible. So we were always aiming for like the three to four minute uh, range. Sure, yeah. Um, and uh, Babb always used to say to me, yeah, it's, it's really good, but could we just, you know, it just maybe needs to be like 10% faster. So I know, like, yeah, I know sure. exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. So I said, sure, no problem. So I'd nest the entire sequence of my edit and then I just time warp it to be 10%, go 10% faster. Yep. Like done. Rate stretch tool <laughs> and just drag that sucker to exactly how long they want it and be like, there you go. Yeah. And then they're like, why does this music sound a little bit weird? No, it doesn't. It's <laughs> fine. 
Yeah, if you had a little bit of time, you might might do some pitch correction. But yeah, anyway, that's a bit of a <laughs> nerd editing nerd uh, anecdotes for you. But yeah, uh, so I wonder if that's like they they did that. They just <laughs> took like you said, they took the whole project. Just said, yeah, you know, what, just put in a 1080p project and yeah, pop. basically. And they've used one of those AI programs that can like upres stuff, but you get some really <laughs> weird things come out of it, and they just like dumped that on the whole game. Like, it'll be uh, fine. Yeah, but then but then they like someone forgets that they still had deep fake running so you get like Scarlett <laughs> Johansson like naked in Wonderful 101 Jeez Louise Madness <laughs> Might Madness. buy it now <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't uh, Okay let's see what else uh, Oh there's been a Diablo 4 update fellas Oh yeah uh, Interesting because you know Blizzard being in the uh, state the sorry right. state that they are in um, but they they are now going to be releasing apparently quarterly updates on the game where they kind of have taken feedback. So they took feedback from BlizzCon, uh, people getting their hands on the games, and they just covered a few things. So they've created new uh, item icons, uh, you know, the, the the overall thinking of how they're going to do the item design, uh, new inventory layouts. You can rebind, left-click, all this fucking bullshit thing. Action bar can be moved to the bottom center or left bottom of the screen on PC, and it's got controller support. It, it's not very interesting, but I guess it's... <laughs> I, yeah. I guess what's good about it is the transparency that they're going with it. Yeah, yeah which, that's, which is that's nice. They're listening, I yeah, suppose, and they're, they're trying to make changes that, you know. Oh, God. But yeah. do you know what? Or, Diablo 3 was my first and last outing with Diablo games, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess, yeah, it's nice, and I suppose you're right, the transparency is a good thing. Like, I was almost a little bit surprised to see it. I didn't know this was something they were planning on doing. And it's, and no, it's nice either. to know that, like, it reminds you, hey, this game still exists, it's still in development, and this is how it's getting on. But at the same time, considering yeah. Diablo 3 was ported to every console under the sun, confirming controller support for Diablo 4, it's like, well, it wasn't going to not have it, you numpty. Like, yeah. yeah. No, but I guess, I, I think they're saying controller support for, on PC. Yeah, but again, like, it's 2020. Yeah, like as Jamie yeah. said, you'd be yeah. a bit fucked off if like you could play it on the Switch, but you can't play it on a controller on your PC. You'd be like, I just, what? I just kind of feel that like they, they really like this. This stuff is, it's like I said, it, it's great, but it's, it's also so pointless. It's like you might as well tell me that you, you, you've changed the barbarian's eyebrow design. Like, who gives a shit? Right. Do you know what it reminds me a little bit of? Is like we've often talked about working on YouTube when you also get comments on videos, and there'll be like one comment saying one thing, but kind of bugs you because it's something that maybe you thought of at the time oh yeah and then you yeah. change something when you do it again purely based on like someone a hundred thousand views on a video but you change one thing i wonder if they've had some feedback and there's just like one dude or so one girl said like this dude, thing and I, like yeah, i wouldn't we'll be surprised that. i wouldn't be surprised i think blizzard are so kind of like worried for their public perception or maybe not because they keep on fucking up who knows <laughs> um but but i think this is them kind of trying to say like oh look we're we're listening to our fans and oh I, and I think it, I think Diablo Four is in a bit of a difficult position because obviously Path of Exile Two was announced. It looks really fucking cool, and um, it's called Walson Lords of Mayhem. Yeah, or some shit oh on yeah, Steam. super yeah. hot right now. So hot That's right now. Like, <laughs> so hot right now. That's become like a, a fucking bestseller. I really want. I, I'm I'm like chomping at the bit to actually get get on it. But yeah, it's I I I think it's not. Like Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, to an extent, when those games came out, they didn't really have a lot of competition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the genre that they kind of 
we're in. But now it's like, yeah, you've, you've got these two massive games that have come out and Diablo is like, oh, we're still a thing. <laughs> you, yeah. can, you can rebind left click. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> come play our game. Yeah. yeah at exactly. least at least it proved that they can still make really good cinematic trailers because I've gone back and rewatched the Diablo 4 cinematic trailer oh, it's like so a couple good. of times now. I still really like it. It's so good. Like that that whole thing with um I can't remember what her name's meant to be, but the the demon lady that comes out of that fucking yeah. sheet of blood it looks so fucking And it cool, ends man. up being like, like a big uh, cape for her almost. Yeah. Like c- cinematically fucking hell. But that that's why does it seem that that is the only part of that company that is still doing shit right? I don't know. Maybe it's Pro- the only probably because the they outsource it. <laughs> maybe. Well, they, well, they don't. Or maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's because it's the one thing that they don't yeah, outsource maybe, that maybe. it's actually doing. Or one well. part of the company that hasn't seen an exodus of formerly key talent. Yeah, true. I don't know. Uh, interesting. Uh, another game that uh, you know back in the day had. Uh, well, not game, a developer that back in the day was really well known is yeah. Harmonix. Oh, yeah. Very close to my heart, Harmonix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was your favorite Harmonix title? Jamie? I mean, I'm going to go boring and I'm going to say Guitar Hero 2. Sure, let's, two. Say, let's say Guitar Hero. Well, because Guitar oh. Hero 2 was the one, I had the first Guitar Hero on the PS2. Guitar Hero 2 yeah. was also a PS2 game, but then they released a 360 version with the Gibson Explorer guitar in white. Oh. And that was oh, the first wow. one I could get at my mum's house, which is where I did most of my gaming. Uh, and I enjoyed playing those tunes. It was the first one with Freebird on it. You know, a classic, classic game, GH2. Yeah. Yeah, so Harmonix has come out with a uh, a new game. They released the trailer for it. Not much info. Uh, they are calling it so. It's a game called Fuser, mm. and it's a, a what they say a nonstop virtual music festival where you control the music. Um, yeah. And it seems like it seems like a little bit of like I don't know, like rock band, but not really uh, mixed with like DJ Hero kind yeah. of stuff. So it, it seems like it's going to have a load of music. Like I think they've said it's going to have over 100 tracks at launch. And it seems like you pick and choose different songs and form a playlist, which you then mix together. And like yeah. there's a gameplay element, but apparently it's also just as much about kind of the the sharing element, Like, I, which, I, again, I don't know how they're going to factor that into it because it's not like something like Dreams where you can say, hey, you're making stuff and you're playing stuff like... There's only so many yeah. times you can hear other people's mixes of the same pre-chosen sets of songs. Yeah, like 100 tracks. Like, right. Yeah, that but, sounds kind of... I don't know. Like, what's the, So, okay. Does this sound like... I've never played DJ Hero, but I imagine that's like that's what you're well, doing the, that, right? It's just the thing, but, DJ, DJ Hero is quality. Right, and the thing is with DJ Hero is that DJ Hero and Guitar Hero and Rock Band and all of them, they had a peripheral with them and you were playing a rhythm game and they've said this time... They haven't said whether or not there'll be one, but they've confirmed 100% you don't need a peripheral to play Fuser. So they're still... Yeah. They're, they're not trying to push this as a throwback to the old days of plastic instrument based rhythm games they're trying to make something new but i don't know like we i need to see more of it i'm not filled with confidence right now yeah this sounds then, like a bit of a i don't know they, this sounds strange to me didn't they make it like a tabletop game harmonics or am i getting that mixed up oh i don't i don't know if it was harmonics but i know what you're talking about those, those little clip things and you clip them together and it made like yeah like it was like a sequence drop, drop mix i think it was called 
I'm looking yeah. it up now, and I'm pretty sure it was Harmonix and Hasbro that worked together to make a like a, a a music mixing game that used physical cards that you put down. And I know that that actually ended up being fairly successful and well received, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So maybe they just right. want to take the idea of hey, different people making different mixes of music is fun. So let's put it on a console. I don't know. We'll see. But so you know they say like a non-stop virtual music festival. Yeah. So you so can go that, to different, you can actually go online and go and be like an audience member as well. Is that a thing? So you, you can have uh, real tens so. of thousands of people going to your festival. But then does that mean that Fuser is almost like uh, an MMO version of DJ Hero? It kind of sounds like maybe that is that is what they're going for. Because otherwise, what's the, what's the point otherwise? Like, because... Th- if you're just doing mixes, but like Dick Jamie said, you've got no peripheral and you're just using a gamepad, it does sound kind of dull. But I, I guess yeah. if it's an MMO, then maybe the whole point is that it's a social setting and you get thousands yeah. of people like all you know being in attendance and listening. And then, hey, listen to bring it back around. If fucking Rare can get us all online together to fucking sail around in circles, <laughs> then why why can't Harmonix get us True. all together and to like, listen to some music? Maybe, and I, I, I can't see it going this way because of just like, uh, it's, it seems counterintuitive to what they'd probably do, but maybe they're putting more emphasis on the creation than the sharing right now. Maybe they're saying, hey, creating in the environment that we've let people create in is fun in itself and they don't need to share stuff as much or have the kind of the reinforcement of other people hearing or playing their mixes it's just the feeling of creating something yourself is unique like imagine dreams if you couldn't actually upload anything at the end of the day and it was just saying hey you sculpted something cool what a fuser is like saying hey hey you made a good mix and now you can upload it Keep going and have fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, like know. we said the other day, that games will start coming out with drugs in the packet. Maybe Fuser comes with some <laughs> Molly, so you can all get yeah. on the festival. Get in the festival mindset. Again, I, I'd pick that's a day one pre-order for me. <laughs> but uh, okay. yeah, we'll see. <sighs> well, I think uh, that that's all the news items I got. I don't know if uh, you guys have anything else you, you want to kind of no, discuss. Not necessarily. Um, I want to uh, put out a little PSA that everyone who hasn't played Shadow of the Colossus uh, should pick up Shadow of the Colossus when it comes to PlayStation Plus yes. in the next couple of days because that's a very good game. Uh, what was the other one? Was it Sonic Forces? Sonic Forces. I mean, that makes sense because of the Sonic movie, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, a I fun think, little bundle. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> a prefer- fun little bundle. I didn't even finish bundle. my sentence. I think Jonesy nailed it. Yeah, um, uh, Jones is going to put humble bundle under the under the table. So this is uh, Jonesy's fun little bundle. Fun little bundle. Oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I guess I would in an ideal world to talk about the Animal Crossing direct, but I don't care about Animal Crossing. Unlike the rest <laughs> of the internet. Does anyone? Yeah, does I, anyone really? Dude, fucking go on Twitter. No, they don't. We talking about no one really people cares. love. My, my brother-in-law Crossing. loves. No, Animal he Crossing. doesn't. I promise you, does. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? I, he he does. People are um, crazy. But yeah, for that it's shit. it's it's a game that doesn't appeal to me. But I'm surprised it doesn't appeal to you, Jamie, because uh, you got quite into uh, Stardew, Stardew Valley, yeah. didn't you? I, I, I think what I like about Stardew compared to something like Animal Crossing is Stardew felt like um, it made time for me, 
where Animal Crossing feels like I have to make time for Animal Crossing. Like it's got this mm. weird thing where it ties into the in-game clock and your real-world clock and real-world seasons and stuff like that. And there's only so much you could do. I remember there was a story once of someone who didn't really know what Animal Crossing was or how it worked. Picked up the whatever the 3DS one was called, New Leaf or maybe something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, picked up the 3DS copy just before they got on a transatlantic flight. So sat down for a 10-hour flight, put the cartridge in their 3DS, turned it on, and didn't realize Animal Crossing isn't a game you could just play for 10 hours because at some point things will stop happening because you've done everything you can do in oh, that, for that time day or, or whatever. Yeah, for that yeah. day. Whereas by comparison, Stardew Valley is just like yeah, go to sleep and it's morning. Yeah, and I, I don't know that that that's always run me up the wrong way, and maybe that's me being like picking an excuse that's to, to kind of like not really look into what the rest of Animal Crossing has to offer. But I also just I'm not as charmed by it as everyone else. I know people yeah. love to go on Twitter and go, "LOL, Tom Nook, insert meme here," but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, they're fucking animals, all right." Like, <laughs> and Tom Nook's bloody evil, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. You, you dirty animals. Like, I know wow. they're cute, but at some point, there's only so many times I can see Greg Miller tweet about how he's excited for Animal Crossing before I stop being excited for Animal Crossing, purely because he is. <laughs> Seems fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I, completely I'm, I'm ra- completely one, rational. Jerry. Completely rational. Completely rational. Um, before we kind of sign off here, I just want to have a look. So, so we're obviously at the end of February. Yeah. Uh, which is taking long enough. Uh, but I'm just looking at some upcoming games for March, right? So we've got uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yes, and I think I think I might play, I think I might go back to Ori and the Blind Forest and play that just so I'm ready for Will of the Wisps, so I can give yeah. hot hot um, hot takes when that game comes out. <laughs> even even I think I might do the same. But here's the strange thing: because even though it's on X, um, uh, Games Pass. I might pick it up on the Switch as kind of like if I finish yeah. Hollow Knight Ooh. while I'm in the SA, I might pick Are it up on the Switch there. Are you not worried it'll be too, not fundamentally similar, but too kind of similar to Hollow Knight? In That's the, what I'm hoping. Oh, you're hoping? Okay. okay you good. want some more of that then. good Hollow Knight goodness? Yeah, trust me, like the Hollow Knight stuff is, it's got me by the balls, Jonesy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, Neo 2 coming out on the 13th, uh, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal coming out on the 20th. Half-Life Alex on the 23rd, uh, Bleeding Edge on the 24th, mm. and uh, yeah, Persona 5 Royale on the 31st. It's going to be an interesting month. Yeah, interesting. But then, but then after that, it's going to start getting absolutely fucking yeah. mental. <laughs> I, th- I think, it, I don't want to sound defeatist. I was actually talking to someone the other day, and we were looking through the release schedule, much like you are now, and... I kind of had the realization that it's not as mental as we thought it was going to be. Like that actually April only has a couple of things. April arguably has less than March. May has like one thing and then we're waiting till September. Maybe I'm yeah, maybe I'm being yeah, pessimistic, yeah. but I think that things are so spread out now that yeah. But let's but like you you look at April, okay? So you've got Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy 7 as yeah. the big ones. But I think that's it. Right. Uh, pretty much that's it. Uh, and then you look at May. One thing? Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Pleasure. Uh, yes, but it is, well, kind of. It's a big thing, though. It's The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, but again, still, like, do you know what I mean? About, got, it's not It's not mental to have one big game in a month. That's the opposite <laughs> no, <it's> of mental. <laughs> uh, if anything, it's good. It means we can just focus on that one big game for Well, I, I think what happened is, like, going into this year, it was like, oh, shit, like, 
oh, yeah. April and May, all the games, but then they've all been kind of delayed. Right, like I, I think the, the games that were meant to have come out um, by, let's say, the end of May and won't have come out by the end of May, um, Avengers would be in there, Cyberpunk would be yeah, in there, yeah. Roller Champions, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Watch Dogs Legion, Gods and Monsters, um, uh, 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 Bloodlines, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, that's Vampire, what it was called. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to name but a few, yeah. I'm sure there are more. But it's pretty shocking when you like list them all out. There's there've been a lot of pushes um, yeah. recently. Then then you've got the, then you've got the rumor that if The Last of Us Two hadn't been delayed from February to May, then Ghost of Tsushima might have been looking at around May time, and instead of having this ambiguous summer launch that it's got, man, yeah. Like there's there's hmm. there's a few ways it could have gone, and we could have had another five or six pretty chunky games coming out over the next three months. But it's it's still decent. I'm not trying to. I'm 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 happier for it because it gives me time to actually play those games and maybe yeah. finish them. I'm also yeah, happy because yeah. it gives me a chance to finish some of the games from the end of last year that I still haven't fully finished. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, it also means that 2021 is filled with games that were like either delayed the full year or maybe delayed to right to the end of the year, and we're kind of bringing in a new generation of games with a surprising amount of shit to play, which is not what happened back in 2014. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay, well, with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on your podcast platform of uh, Chris, choice. Chris, I'm going to break it to you. They're listening wherever they are. <laughs> well, yeah. And if you're, well, you, you might be watching a waveform generator on YouTube. <laughs> lucky, lucky, lucky people. Luck, yeah, lucky you. Uh, should we have a code word for the, the end I today? I think we probably should. Jonesy, what do you got? Uh, well, um, I suppose we should go with um, that's a lovely waveform. <laughs> something like that that's no nah, i go i got a better one jonesy go on then what about jonesy's fun little bundle oh okay yeah i like it jonesy's fun little mm. bundle jonesy's fun little bundle um so yeah be sure to check us out on our social uh platforms which is uh twitter and instagram at super show pod you know tweet us or send us a picture if you will. Uh, and hey, guys, if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out, go check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash super show. Pledge some money to us. $2 will get you access to the Discord. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's some other episodes of the podcast that we've put up specifically for Patreons, some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we did a little bit of a let's play of an AI dungeon generator, which is quite quite fun. I think maybe we should try to do one of those again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with that... Enjoy your weekends and, uh, you know, be naughty to yourself. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Whoa. (laughs) Risque. Risque. All right. Well, thanks for listening mostly (laughs) and maybe kind of of watching. I will see you next time. See See ya. ya.